Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is up, Thunder fans? This is Matt Tierney, also known as Noel at Prime Neurons on Twitter. You can find us, OKC Topic Thunder Pod, at uh, OKC Topic Thunder on Twitter and on Dash Radio, 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern. We're brought to you by the Thrive Fantasy app. Go download the app, use promo code OKCTT, get free $10 of credit for gambling. All right. So this was. A heartbreaking loss and I've been in this game long enough now to know that you all don't want to hear me talk about how bad this team can be at times and how bad of a situation we're in and I also know that less of you are going to probably be listening to podcasts about OKC Thunder in general so I'm going to keep this brief we're just going to we're just going to let it out we're going to get the details in because we always do that for you guys, win or loss. And we're going to hope Friday is a different situation in Toronto. So I'm going to start with the good. Or I'm going to start with the bad. I'm going to end with the good to, to end on a positive note. We got to talk about both the good and the bad. So let's start with the bad. First of all, the start of the game perimeter defense was just not good. You can't leave the best shooter, one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA open. Danny Green had at least two shots, I think three, that are wide open in the first quarter. You just can't have that. It's not acceptable perimeter defense. You need to know that going in. I mean, they know they know what type of shooter he is. So you know that you have to keep him occupied and not give him ample space to shoot. Because he made it every time. And allowing him to have his shot early, it allowed everything else for them to unfold throughout the rest of the game. When you see your shot go in that many times, you're just letting, you're letting them get into rhythm. And I thought that was pretty unacceptable by the defensive game plan to let them shoot so effortlessly at the beginning and allow that momentum to just carry forward throughout the rest of the game. Because, I mean, as we saw in the first half, they shot over 50% from three, eight of 15. 
Um, and we didn't shoot well at all. Our final three-point uh, percentage was well below 30%, or excuse me, it was at 30%. Ended up 13 of 43, which was actually much better than it should have been. We were at 24% deep into the fourth quarter, so we really caught up there at the end thanks to some great three-point shots, which we'll get into when we talk about the good stuff. But let's finish the bad stuff real quick. The second thing is that it is unacceptable to have Paul George shooting. Or it's unacceptable for Paul George to have 10 points and for Stephen Adams to have four points deep into the fourth quarter. I know Paul George ended up with 19, which is still not great, but he had 10 points with, I, I believe, about eight minutes left. And then he made some very, very clutch threes. But before that, he wasn't getting his shot and he wasn't getting his offense. And we need, you just can't win when your MVP candidate scores 10 points. Sorry. And then finally, the shooting. The shooting was just bad. It was really, really, really bad. I'm just going to go through a lot of bad shooting stats now. Terrence Ferguson, eight points on 10 shots. Jeremy Grant, nine points, 14 shots. This is coming off of a career high for him in a double-double. Can't even score more than nine points. And he had 14 attempts. 0 of 3 from the three-point line. Dennis Schroeder, 12 points, 16 shots, 1 of 6 from 3. I mean, these are just, they're just not good enough. Steven Adams, 4 points on 7 shots. 4 points! How does that happen? Like, what are we doing? And then the free throws. Less than 50% from the free throw line. Excuse me, 51%. I'll give him that little extra there. 51% from the free throw line was the exact same percentage that Toronto shot from the field. That's 45 of 87 from the field. That's 51.7%. We were 15 to 29. That's for 51.7%. How does that happen? What are we doing? It's free throws. I just don't know what's going on. I think, to be honest, and this was a take I had up until about the last four minutes of the game. I don't know how accurate it is now, but I was entirely convinced that Paul George is still hurt pretty badly and he's just not sharing it because he went one of four from the free throw line and missed a technical free throw. Like you put your best shooter on the technical shots and he's their best free throw shooter and he missed it. It went one for four. I mean, what's, what is going on there? That's, that's just, you can't have that. And if he's hurt, then he needs to rest. I don't care that he's not on the floor. I'd rather have him 100% healthy in the playoffs and have a lower seed because of it, because he sat out, than have a higher seed and have a 75% Paul George in the playoffs. I know that might be a hot take, but that, that makes sense to me. He needs to rest if he's actually hurt, and I kind of think he is. 
although he started playing very well at the end. So let's get into some of the good. Russell Westbrook played amazing tonight. He carried this team the entire way when nobody else would. Nobody else would make the shots that they needed to make that were wide open, by the way. These were not difficult shots. They had wide open shots and nobody executed except for Russell Westbrook. And relatively speaking, he was so efficient. And especially finishing at the rim, that to me was one of the best nights I've seen of Westbrook finishing at the rim. He finished the shot almost every time. I don't know if it was that, I mean, I don't know what he did to to allow himself to be able to control his body and to control his shot throughout the game without getting too emotional and getting too chaotic. But whatever he did, it worked because he was unbelievable. A 42-point night, 11 rebounds, only had six assists, but that was not for a lack of trying because he tried to get as many assists as he possibly could, not necessarily for stat padding, but for getting the open shots. He really tried and nobody helped him out. Nobody would make their shots from the corner or from it or anywhere else. So probably should have been a triple double, but 30% from the three point line ain't going to cut it. So he was great. And like I said, Paul George, Dylan and I alluded to this yesterday about how Paul George's killer instinct seems to come on and off. Uh, and tonight it was on, at least in the last five minutes of the game. He took over the game, made shots that he was just not making beforehand and all of a sudden was, um, and brought them back. And it, 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 it was a two point game when he got fouled out. Um, which was just a dagger uh, in that game. I, I just, I had a gut feeling that that was going to come back to haunt us if we didn't finish that game out in regular, you know, in, in the four, first 48 minutes. Sure enough, it did. Um, but once he came out, I mean, it was a two point game thanks to him. And then Russ finished it off with a great finish at the rim after a, uh, block shot by Siakam. So regular, the fourth quarter, the last five minutes, that's the type of basketball you just want to see from this team throughout the whole game. And it's really frustrating that it only shows up in those last five minutes because they realize that they need to turn it up at that point. And you just wish that they could do it for a full, full 48 minutes. It just doesn't seem like they can. So it's 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 just frustrating. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I guess you're just tired. It's the, it's mid-March. We've only got 10 more games left. So I mean, we're really coming down the home stretch here and the boys are tired. I don't know what else to say. But I mean, come playoff time you have to play a full 48 minutes. You just can't play the last 5 or the last 6. Every team is good. They're in the playoffs for a reason. They're good. You can't just wait to turn up the defense 
to make the the important shots in the last five minutes when you're down almost 20 points. That's, it's impossible. I mean, the Thunder came as close to achieving the impossible tonight as you can possibly get without actually doing it. Which made it even more frustrating. It would have just been fine if they lost, just like they did in Miami, where they couldn't really get any closer than like six points uh, and they just kept giving up shots when they get got a run going. This time they actually seemed like they were going to close the deal. They were tied with one second left and they had a shot at ending it. And obviously they didn't. And then overtime came and they just didn't know what to do. They didn't make a single shot until 35 seconds left in the overtime period. And it was at that point over. It was it, it, Toronto had skir- scored the first eight points. It was over 118, 110 at that point. I mean, 35 seconds left. I mean, it, it was just so, I don't know. It, it just ended so poorly. And credit Toronto, by the way, the defense was really good in that overtime period. But you got to just execute. You got to make plays. You got to run your offense. And they didn't do that. So it's just frustrating. I I don't, I wish I could be here to talk about an incredible comeback in overtime, but I can't. I just have to, to tell you the facts and the facts are just bad. They're really bad. Also credit Pascal Siakam for a ridiculously good night. Didn't really matter who we threw at them. Because we had great defense, but he just he's just such a good finisher. 33 points, 13 rebounds, 14 of 21 from the field. I mean, he, he's so good. He's such a good finisher. And I mean, Kawhi was Kawhi. I mean, it wasn't spectacular. 22 points and 10 rebounds, 8 of 19 shooting. But Pascal was the guy tonight. Um, the guy we just could not stop and always seemed to score at the wrong times, especially in most of the game leading up to the end of the fourth and then especially in overtime. So I don't know what else to say, man. This was just a hard game to to swallow. It was a good game to watch. But that finish, man, I just I don't know what else to say. We play him again Friday in Toronto. And, you know, it's hard to beat a team twice. That's what I say. So it's good news for OKC because it means it's hard for Toronto to beat us twice back-to-back. So hopefully that means that'll be a win for us. But I honestly wish if I had to choose a win between the two, it would have been this one because, I mean, it was Nick Collison's jersey night. You just the energy was there already. It was it was it was delivered on a silver platter for us. It was like this is your time to straighten things out. It's been a tough run, but this moment right here with Nick Collison and thinking back about those times and and just getting revved up to celebrate a guy who did so much for this organization. Seemed like that was the perfect recipe for a win. 
And it just was the exact same as we've seen the last few weeks, with the exception of the overtime, but it ended up the exact same. So this one really stung. It really, really stung, but you just have to move to the next one. Uh, Standings-wise, it's, you know, tied with the Jazz now. That was our 30th loss. We're 42 and 30. Tied with the Jazz, who are 41 and 29. So a couple more games to play. And also tied with the Clippers at the same record. So we are officially at the very bottom of the playoff standings. Obviously still quite a bit of a gap between the ninth seed. So not much worry there. It's just really all about seeding at this point. And we are not in a good position at all. At all. It's just the truth. So, yeah, that's all I got to say. Russ was the player of the game. I don't think it really merits any music at this point. I'm just going to keep talking because it's kind of the mood of the of the pod, I feel like. Russ was the MVP, or he was the MVP for sure, but he was also the player of the game. Um, like I said, 42 points. Uh forgot his shooting 16 to 29 11 rebounds and a steal eight turnovers but that's just russ oh man that's all i'll see you guys later thunder up For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.